Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Final hour here. 106.7 The Fan. We'll turn it over to CBS Sports Radio coming up at 6. Until then, Toby Altizer with you. Feel free to hop in at any point. 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can also tweet at me at Toby underscore Altizer. We're going to get into some commander's talk here in just a couple of minutes. But first, we'll wrap up the Nationals discussion here with Mitch in New Jersey. Mitch, what's going on? How's it going, Toby? Thanks for taking my call. Hope everything's well. Absolutely. You too. I got a uh, came forward from my uh, from the Dodgers, uh, Ruiz. I think he's, uh, he's getting a little better, better by the year. If you see, I think he's having a breakout year. And what about the Nats going for Cody Ballinger? He's still out there. Cannot believe it. I'm, I was hearing the Angels, probably the Cubs. Why not the Nats? I mean, you guys, you guys got to sign that team. You want it on, then you had to break it up. And a lot of these teams, they they cry poverty. But um, could they uh, go for Cody? He could play center, could play first. I think he made a comeback last year. I think he's back over his injuries. What do you think? Well, okay, just curious, curious on that, Mitch, because I don't think it's a terrible idea, but. Are you looking for him to sign, you know, a three, four, five-year deal, or are you looking at one of the one-year deals? A little more than one. Not a $700 million deal that you defer 98% of it. Uh, you know, I wonder if a lot of employers would like to <laughs> defer a lot of the money. <laughs> Maybe their unemployment would be less. But yeah. uh, that's just crazy if you can do that. No, I'm looking for three, four years. He's only, what, 28, 27 years old? Yeah, and that's where I think uh, it's intriguing. It's prime. Uh, Mitch, appreciate the phone call. I yeah. think that's intriguing because Cody Bellinger isn't very old. If you signed him for a couple years, he could be here for a team that maybe is back in contention, and he can play first base, and that would fix a lot of the issues like I talked about with Manessis and Gallo over there. He's a good first baseman. He's also a good center fielder. Like, he can play all over the place. And, again, I don't want to take spots away from... Cruz or Wood or House if they're ready to come up, but I don't know that Bellinger necessarily does that because he can play at first, because he can play in the outfield. So even if Wood and Cruz are ready to come up, they can take the two outfield spots and you put Bellinger at first base and Gallo's only here for a year. So I think if you sign him to a multi-year deal, I think it would make some sense. I don't think he would make sense for the one-year deal type variety just because of, like I said, I don't necessarily want to block any people. Maybe you could sign him and try and trade him, but... I don't know that he's going to necessarily want to go for that. But I think it is something that they'll have to look at. It's going to be intriguing to see where some of these guys go because there are still a couple of guys out there in free agency that could really make an impact for some ball clubs, Cody Bellinger being one of them. Let's transition now back into some uh, commander's talk. So one thing that I thought was interesting, and we pointed this out last week. Chris, we'll have some audio for it. 
is Dan Quinn at his opening press conference. We played this audio. We talked about how he had a clear vision, and it was that they're going to play to the strengths of the players. And I really like that answer from Dan Quinn because it felt like something that we didn't hear or see much from the previous regime. Let's hear from Dan Quinn. This was his introductory press conferences a couple weeks ago. It's so important for us to find guys of things they can do versus things they can't do. And uh, I can remember early on as a coach here at a scout table, like, oh, he's a little slow, he's you know, not very long, but he said, man, I can't wait to watch him. You know, was, I want to find the unique stuff that a guy does have, and then how do we put him into this? And so if we bring a guy here, I want to make sure I'm very clear to Adam to say, this is how we would feature this player. He's the, you know, the F tight end. He's the second halfback. He's the starting you know, defensive end, whatever that looks like. And then we can push that player into that vision. Quite honestly, when players leave college, they don't know what their vision is. And that's our job to help them get there. And why do guys develop faster than others? Sometimes the vision of what they can become is so different than what they did in college. They were chose a college, the system changed, the coaching staff changed, whatever it might have been. And now you put them into a space that you know how to feature them. So why do late round draft picks and free agents take off? There was a specific plan for how that guy could be used. And that's the connection I have to be able to give to Adam as often as I can. And I think that mindset is so important. Obviously, it's coach speak. We're going to try to play the guy's strengths. They're going to have to put this into practice. But this is something that I felt like we didn't hear enough of from Ron, enough of from Jack and B enemy. Like we're not, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do this. Well, is that to your players' strengths? Is that what your players are good at? Because to me, good, great coaching is adapting your stuff to make sure that your players are at their best. And hearing that from Dan Quinn, I think is important because that's the head coach. He, he wants to make sure that he's putting guys in a position to be successful. I think, I think the other side of that is if you do have one of these systems where players have to fit into it, you have to draft that way and acquire players that at least fit that system. And they didn't do that either. No, no, exactly. And that's why, again, we talked about this a little more extensively, so we won't spend too, too much time on it. But in college, you can get away with that because you can recruit specifically to your system. But I think an easy example is in basketball. Think about the Duke teams. Over the last couple of years. I know a lot of people aren't big fans of Duke. But think about Coach K. Think about the various teams that he had. And the different styles they would play. Because he didn't really care. He said, I'm going to find the best talent. I'm going to recruit the best talent. When they get here, then I'll figure out how we're going to play. Maybe it's shooting a lot of threes. Maybe it's going down into the post. Right? I mean, he adapted to his players. And that's why he was a great coach. I think that's something we haven't seen in Washington where... In the NFL, sometimes you just have to find ways to get talented players and figure it out. And the problem is, those dudes don't always fit into the system. You know, I think Emmanuel Forbes is a talented player. They didn't play to his strengths last year at all. And why do you think he struggled? Because they didn't play to his strengths. There's a lot of players who weren't nearly as talented as other players, but play better because they're put in the perfect spot, and it works out. Like, look at Brock Purdy. We love, I love Brock Purdy. I think he's a really good quarterback. I don't think he gets enough credit for how good he is. But he's put in the perfect spot, and you've seen him turn into something. You think Zach Wilson wouldn't have been successful somewhere else if he were put somewhere where he's developed and put in successful spots? I think that he had the talent. And you'd listen to, to athletes talk about this type of stuff. They wonder, like, man, this guy was good. When I had to face him, 
I didn't like facing him because he was good. Why didn't he work out? Probably because the coaches didn't put him in prime spots. Now, I think this is interesting because we already played the Dan Quinn clip. We talked about this at length a couple weeks ago. But I think it's notable because for the first time since I, I don't even know how long, you hear a clear vision. Because Cliff Kingsbury and Joe Witt Jr. in their press conferences said darn near the same things. So let's hear from Cliff Kingsbury because he basically said the exact same thing that Dan Quinn did. Here's Cliff. First and foremost, being able to adapt to your personnel, um, do what you do best, and don't ask them to do things they can't do. And uh, we have a staff that is all in agreement on that and takes pride in that. So we're going to build this thing together and be collaborative as we put it together and just make sure we're putting our guys in the best situation possible. Um, you got to be able to, you know, run the football in four minutes and you got to be able to throw it in two minutes. You saw that game come down to it a couple of times the other night. Um, that's how these games come down to. And, and so um, more than anything, just making sure we're putting those position, those players in a position to be successful. Adapting to personnel, playing to p- people's strengths. That's what you want to hear. That's what you want to hear. Here's Joe Witt Jr. Well, if they're struggling, um, that's our fault, okay? Um, so um, as coaches, we, we take this, the, the brunt of the, uh, the learning to make sure that once they go out there, they're playing fast. So um, I'm dyslexic, okay? So I, I, I always talk about um, coaching the creative learner. And, and if a guy struggles to learn at times, that is our job to make sure that we teach them in many different facets and many different ways so that that guy can get it. All right, that's our job. That's what they pay us to what they pay us. They don't pay us all this money just to, to go in there and, and put it up on the board and if certain guys can't get it. No, it's your job to make sure they can get it. And if a coach um, sits there and says he can't learn, he probably can't coach. Okay, So um, we'll, we'll get these guys to understand what we want them to do and do it in a, 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 a very good manner. And there was another clip. I think I sent you the wrong one there, Chris. There's another clip where he says, we're going to focus on what guys can do. Not what they can't. What they can do. And, I mean, you hear the same sort of sentiment there. It's on the coaches to develop these guys. So I like the fact that you have a coaching staff, regardless of what you think of the guys. Because, again, I'm not a huge fan of the Kingsbury hire. Frankly, wasn't a huge fan of Dan Quinn. But I think that this can all work together if they can develop their guys on their side of the ball, develop the talent, and get these guys to play well together. And find ways to scheme for these guys. That's something that just doesn't happen enough. And frankly, I think it's why you see so much coaching turnover in the National Football League. You think Andy Reid is running the same stuff that he was with the Eagles years ago? No, he's adapted. He's changed things. You think that Andy Reid is even running the same stuff that he was seven, eight years ago with Alex Smith? No. Do you think Andy Reid is running the same stuff that he was two years ago with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill? No, he adapts, he grows. And hearing these guys talk about this, and they even mention that sort of thing, where if you're complacent, you're going to get passed by. You have to adapt. You have to change. But I love the fact that you hear, we're going to build to these guys' strengths. And that's something that can really help a guy like Adam Peters. Because look, is Adam Peters going to nail every single pick and free agent signing that he's going to do from here on out, as long as he's the Washington Commanders general manager. Chris is back there with a huge smile and a thumbs up. Sorry, Chris, I don't want to burst your bubble. No, he's not. He's not going to hit every single one. 
Not every, not every dude he drafts is going to turn into a pro bowl or an all-pro. He hasn't made a bad pick yet for us. <laughs> he has not. To your credit, he has not. But you can help out a general manager if you say, well, yeah, he's limited in some capacities. But we're not going to play to those capacities. If he's limited in man coverage, then don't play him in man coverage. If he can't play press, then don't play press. Think about Forbes last year and what you were excited about. And then think about how he was used. I think Forbes is still a good player. And I think he could have a really good year under a new defense where they're working with him. Maybe even you want to look around other parts of the defense with Jamin Davis. I don't even know. Whoever you want to pick. But these guys have a lot of talent, I think. And if you look down this roster, I think a lot of these guys do have talent and they weren't used correctly. If a guy can't run stop routes, then don't run them on stop routes. Like, they talked about this with Rasheed Rice. You know, you can try and develop them into these different things, but then they realize, you know what? We want to win a Super Bowl. This guy isn't good at these sorts of routes, so we won't run him on those sorts of routes. But he excels at the drags, at the slants, at stuff we can get the ball in his hands. And you turn, you see Rasheed Rice turned into a really good playmaker for the Chiefs. Stop playing to dude's weaknesses and play to dude's strengths. And guess what? Dudes look better when you play to their strengths, when you play to their weaknesses. It sounds super simple. It sounds super easy, but it's not. And frankly, what happened was Jack Del Rio played the guy's weaknesses and the defense sucked. Ron Rivera didn't coach these guys to play to their strengths. Eric Bieniemy, I love the guy. I love the hire. Did he play to the guy's strengths last year? Absolutely not. So I think that if you see Kingsbury come in here, Joe Witt Jr. come in here, Dan Quinn, all the position coaches... Start playing the guy's strengths, and these dudes that you thought sucked and you wanted cut and you wanted traded, I think you might start seeing these guys differently. Yeah, I think Forbes is a great example of that. I mean, I still think there's a lot of potential with him if he gets, you know, proper coaching and, and a system that actually works to his strengths and things like you're saying. Like, there's a lot of potential there with, it, with him still, I think. And, uh, and I feel like a lot of what they were doing wrong last year from the coaching side is like they were not good at evaluating talent and when you're not good at evaluating talent you might not know how to play to people's strengths you know yeah I, I think that might be a big part of it so yeah it's true I mean I think Forbes is maybe the best example on this roster because to me when you put him in Jack Del Rio's scheme it kind of seemed like a fit it kind of seemed the way that he played in that zone match scheme eyes on the quarterback driving on the football making plays on it as a playmaker that's what you know that's the big selling point right he was a guy that was going to pick the ball off but instead, what do they have him doing? It's an Eagles game, it's a it's a Bears game, and he's playing man-to-man press coverage on DJ Moore and A.J. Brown. <laughs> Is that playing to a guy's strengths? No. You have to understand dudes have limitations. You know, it's just, that to me is why there's differences between good coaches and great coaches. Obviously, bad coaches are are plentiful. But the difference between a good coach and a great coach is a good coach can get guys to play in his system and play well. A great coach can adapt his system to his players. And too often, you get good coaches, and then things change, and they don't have the players to fit anymore, and things fall apart. Whereas a great coach finds a way. That's why I think a guy like a Belichick deserves credit. He he evolved as time went on, and guys played different roles, and he would do different things, and you'd see guys like Julian Edelman turn into studs and 
New England because they play to a dude's strengths. It's also why you don't see coaches win Super Bowls with multiple teams. You know, it takes a long time to really build that foundation properly. And then, you know, to go somewhere else and do it again, it's just it's like climbing that mountain twice, man. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's something that it's yet to be seen with this coaching staff, if they can be the ones that adapt everything. But they sure are saying all the right things. And honestly, <laughs> it's a refresher because how often did Ron say the wrong thing? Right? I mean, as simple as last year, putting his foot in his mouth, talking about EB. We could be eliminated? <laughs> yeah. How often did Ron say the wrong thing? And hopefully, you know, we'll see. Again, this is something we're in the middle of February. Football's not being played for another seven months. So who knows what happens between now and then. But these guys seem like they have a clear vision, a clear, clear-cut idea of how they want to run this roster. And I think it works hand-in-hand hand because it helps out a guy like an Adam Peters where, you know, if Ron didn't get his selection perfectly right then he was going to suck. The guy they drafted was going to suck. And too often, he didn't get the selection right. Whereas if you're Adam Peters now, and you draft a guy, and maybe he's not the best player. Maybe he's not the most talented guy that you could have gotten there. But he has a unique ability in this one specific aspect. The way that these guys are talking, they're going to find a way to utilize that unique aspect. You know, how many guys have we seen come into the National Football League that have various strengths and they don't get played to them. It's any sport, really. It's it's coaching. That's what coaching's all about, getting the best out of your players. And too often, these guys are trying to find ways to get the best out of their system, do these other things, but they're not trying to find to get the best out of their players. And that's what it should always be about. And that's what these answers show me, that these guys are all about getting the best out of their players. And let me tell you, while I'm not 100% sold on Dan Quinn still, it's just going to take time, and he's going to have to win some football games. I'm not 100% sold on... Eric or Cliff Kingsbury, sorry. I tell you who I am 100% sold on, Chris. Joe Witt Jr. That dude makes me want to run through a wall. I love listening to him talk. <laughs> he sounds like a, almost like a coach you hear in a movie or something, you know? Just <laughs> He's going to be fantastic. And I like that mentality. That's something that's been lacking from this team, that physicality, that toughness, right? It, it should be it shouldn't be fun playing Washington. Think about the years when this team was at its best. You think teams were excited to come into RFK? <laughs> no. No. They didn't want to get hit. They didn't no, want to deal with that. I remember Doc talking talking about old days once when he was saying, you know, he's like, it used to be when you come to Washington, you know, you might win, you might lose, but you were going home bruised. Exactly. You know, like you didn't like it didn't matter. You're you're feeling it. Whatever happened that game, you're gonna feel it going home. So and I'm excited about that, that you're going to have a defense that's flying around, that's physical, and playing the guy's strengths. Again, I, I can't emphasize that enough because, to me, that is the biggest difference between this regime and the last regime. We can talk about a lot of things. We can talk about the fact that you know, Ron hired all his friends and guys he's familiar with. They talked about the fact that they wanted to get guys from different backgrounds because they wanted to hear different viewpoints, and that is awesome. But it didn't matter to me if they're not going to try to cater to what guys are good at. No, these guys have a clear plan to take the guys that they have, whoever Adam Peters and Dan Quinn work together and put in front of them, and they're going to say, you know what? This guy can be used in this ability. You know, you think about Debo Samuel, a guy in the Super Bowl. 
if Debo Samuel was drafted somewhere and they said, hey, we're just going to slot him in as an X receiver, he's only going to run routes, we're never going to run him on reverses, we're never going to line him up in the backfield, is Debo Samuel a pro bowler? No, he's not. I like Debo. He's not a good enough route runner to just be a pure receiver. But Kyle Shanahan said, you know what we can do? We can use him in all these various places. And look what he's become. Those sorts of things are what I want to see. Again, we haven't seen anything yet. They're talking the talk, which is awesome. They've got to walk the walk now. But I love hearing them talk the talk a lot more than I loved hearing Ron say, well, you know, we could, uh, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. I think these guys have done so well so far in how they've handled things. Now it's about putting these things to work. And that starts with getting that number two draft pick right. That starts with getting him. And honestly, you can talk about all these things that I've just talked about. They can be applied very, very much so to that quarterback position. What's he good at? Oh, Jaden Daniels can't be going through three and four reads. All right, then make it a two-read play, and then he takes off and runs. Find ways. You need to develop them, but play to his strengths. I'm really excited about these guys because it sounds like this coaching staff knows what they're doing. It's something that, frankly, the, the coaching staff prior just didn't. It didn't. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get into some NBA talk. NBA All-Star Weekend going on. It's gotten a little crazy. Used to be something I really look forward to. Now... I don't even know if I care. We'll talk about the NBA All-Star Weekend next year on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Final half hour here. 106.7 The Fan, then we'll turn it over to CBS Sports Radio. Toby Altizer with you up till 6 o'clock. So we talked about the NFL, we talked about Major League Baseball, let's talk about the NBA and its All-Star Weekend, and what a joke it has become. It used to be something that I really looked forward to, something that I knew who was competing in each contest, was excited about the dunk contest on Saturday night, the All-Star game, even though it wasn't necessarily always the most intense basketball, it was always at least fun to watch. And the Rising Stars Challenge was always something that was enjoyable, too, because you get to watch the young guys kind of go at it. You never know what it's going to turn into. Sometimes it's a dunk contest. I think back to Kyrie Irving putting dudes on the floor. I think it was Brandon Knight and just 
kind of owning him back then. And I think it was Tim Hardaway Jr. was matching him three for three on the other end. Like those sorts of things are fun to watch. Even if it's not the most intense basketball, seeing these dudes do things that you couldn't even think of doing in the gym is fun to watch. Even if it's like no one's playing defense and dudes are just doing 360 windmills and all that stuff in a in a Rising Stars challenge, sometimes that would make up for a lackluster dunk contest. Now, I, I don't even care about any of this stuff. Even the celebrity game I used to enjoy watching. And it was fun watching some of these things. Like Puka Nakua had a good game. Micah Parsons was balling out. CJ Stroud was playing, which I'm sure... Uh, the celebrity Tex- level has gone down, though. I'm sure the Texans are sitting there like... Man, can CJ not play? (laughs) Can he just chill? Like, Micah Parsons is driving the ball on it, and you're like, man, can CJ just go hang out on the bench? I was surprised they actually let him out, too. (laughs) But aside from the athletes, the stars, it was not like, oh, these are a bunch of, like, people from, like, Marvel movies and stuff. It was like, this guy's a web streamer. I was like, I don't. Who? Like, it doesn't I mean YouTube people or something. Yeah, like, that doesn't mean anything to me. Like, I, I don't didn't know. know who half the people were. Yeah, and that's not celebrities then, you know? Yeah. Like, Remember when, know. uh, who, what was his name? He, he worked for the Obama administration. Remember that guy? He was like a secretary of, like, education or something. <laughs> and he would always ball out at those things. I don't know, but even that, like, I just get some people, like, there's gotta be some, like, hip-hop stars that want to play or just, you know, like. Even Bieber like, was good, wasn't he? Justin Bieber? Yeah, Bieber did, yeah. Yeah, and you know, he used to come out with um, with the boxer all the time, uh, Mayweather. Yeah. Anyway. I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's gotten to the point where this All-Star Weekend is a joke. It sucks because it used to be something that I really look forward to, and I don't yeah. like this new Rising Stars Challenge format. I don't need it to be serious. I don't. Yeah, I, at some point, you'd like to see competitive basketball, but... It's not that big a deal. Like, they're all there. And now you've got this format where there's four teams, in case you missed it. There's four teams. Three teams are made up of NBA players in their first or second year, and one team was made up of G-leaguers. And it just so happened that the team that Bilal Koulibaly's on, Team Pau, he's playing with Wem Binyama. He's playing with, uh, I think, with Ben Carroll. On the, I can't remember exactly who all was on the team. But either way, they end up losing to the G-leaguers. And the, they're acting like this is... I think Jamal Crawford at one point goes, is this a big, bigger upset than Buster Douglas? Mike Tyson? I'm like, come on. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? Of course the G-Leaguers are trying harder than the actual NBA players. The G-Leaguers want to prove something. Yeah, the NBA players don't want to get injured. NBA players, yeah, don't want to get hurt. Some of them probably don't even want to be there. I, I, I don't like that format. I like the old one where, one, I don't need to see G Leaguers. Sorry, they're not in the league for a reason. I don't need to see them. Like, that's Not awesome. even in the dunk contest? In the dunk contest, maybe, but like, I don't need to see the G-Leaguers playing. Of course they're yeah. going to play harder. And that's one of those contests where, you know, if you played pickup basketball, you kind of understand what this is like, where there's one team that's taking it way more seriously than the other, and that team's always going to win, even if more talent is on the team that's not not trying as hard. It, sure. it doesn't matter. It's just they're never going to match that intensity because they're out there to just have a fun time and screw around and put up some shots and occasionally do a cool dunk. What happened to that? That's fine. I don't need to see some sort of real competition. That that doesn't matter to me. And then the Saturday night stuff. The skills competition? What is this? They're running around and don't even get me started on the LED floor. Yeah, that was so ugly. I cannot stand it. It was so ugly. <laughs> cannot stand it. I, I don't need I feel extra potential gimmicks. with that, but they did not they went the opposite way. Oh. I don't I don't want it. 
I, I don't. I don't want it. Maybe it's just because I'm so traditional in everything with sports. But I, I like don't you could do something goofy with it. You could like move the three point line while people are shooting. Or, like, and you, they like, did you, that like, during the slug game. Sure, but like you could like, like do either. things like like with it. But man, like that green floor when they're doing the three point shooting contest, just it made everybody it's look just, like zombies. Man, it's, it was it's too it was much. Ugly. It's too much, and I don't like it because you know what? And I frankly, I wouldn't care. If I didn't know that Adam Silver's trying this out for to some point, try to make this a thing in the NBA. Oh, I'm sure you can get more ads on it. I'm sure that's what they want. Be able to rotate those speaking ads on ads, the floor. Speaking <laughs> of ads, you got a a dunk contest ball with a logo on it. For, <laughs> come on, like not everything has to be branded. And the dunk contest was horrible last night. Yeah, it was, Mac it was McClung. Credit to him for winning. Well, it's not like he did anything all that special. Like everyone's the same freak- thing you did last year. Everyone's freaking Everybody's out his first dunk. Was- all the time. Everyone's freaking out because his first dunk wasn't a 50. His first dunk wasn't that cool. He yeah. threw the ball up, caught it again, and dunked it. Congratulations. Like, I couldn't do any of this stuff, so it's still cool to me. But Jalen Brown is just doing generic dunks that he could do on the fast break in a regular game. I don't... And I don't think it has to be the stars that do these things. You know, that's an argument that some people make, like... And I'm seeing LeBron up on the TV here. It's a shame that LeBron never did one of these things because he would have been awesome. Kobe won one, I remember, one year. Kobe Bryant did. And it's, it's awesome to have the stars in John it. John Wall you, won one. You don't have to have the stars. It doesn't even have to be because Nate Robinson was never a star. But Nate Robinson was awesome in the dunk contest. Yeah. Zach Levine, when he was in the dunk contest, was not a star at that point. But he became a star because of what he did in the dunk contest. Aaron Gordon, same thing. Yeah. These guys are good players, but they weren't at that point. They weren't the guy that everyone was excited about that was getting these big contracts. So you don't even have to have some household name in the dunk contest, but you got to have something. And, I, I, you know, we talked about this before the show, Chris. Like, I think they're running out of ideas, and that's fine. Like, I, I think you can still come up with stuff that hasn't been done before, but there are some limitations because it's just physically you can only do so much in the air when you're going to yeah. dunk a basketball. Guess what's still cool? Vince Carter's 360 windmill. Yeah. Do that. I don't need yeah. you to see you jump. Who is Kai Sanat? You know who it is? I don't either. Maybe it's because I'm not cool anymore. I, I have know. no idea who that is. I think what? Kai Sanat's like what? 5'4", five, 5'3". Five, and he's sitting down and you're jumping. Yeah. How is that cool? Yeah, I might wasn't. be able to jump. No, I can't. I'm not going to go that far. But I might. <laughs> when I was at least somewhat in shape, maybe I could have. Like... Do stuff that we want to see. Like, I don't need the extra theatrics, or at least do it well. Like, the extra theatrics are cool sometimes. Like, when you remember Dwight Howard and Nate Robinson and Dwight Howard Superman, and oh, yeah. Nate Robinson rolls out with a green ball and the green jersey and says, I'm kryptonite, and jumps. Like, that's cool. Yeah. And that's well done. What the heck is Jalen Brown doing last night with some lookalike Dominique? And what? And great job, TNT. He didn't even show us the dunk. Didn't miss anything. To be honest, is a is fine. But what that, the heck? That's a DVD extra. <laughs> like what in the world is going on? So, just to me with this All Star Weekend stuff, it really is a shame because this is something as a kid that I loved. And you know what? Well, I, that's the thing. It's like the dunk contest. I, I love the dunk contest, and it's been really bad the last few years. And it's a shame because that is one of the – of all the things in the All-Star Weekend could probably have the most potential to bring new fans in if it's actually good, and it just isn't right now. The best thing that's happened all All-Star Weekend, honestly, and I thought it would be good, 
was Steph versus Sabrina. That was the thing I was most intrigued about. Yeah, it was fun. The, the thing that I thought would have been more fun, though, is if it was a game of horse. I would have loved to have watched them play horse well, instead of kind of doing a, the same three-point thing everyone else did. If it's going to keep going this way, where I, I couldn't care less about the skills competition, I used to think even that was kind of cool. Now, who cares? Uh, the three-point contest is cool. To see those dudes light it up is awesome, and that might be, you know, Reggie Miller was trying to do it all night last night. Yeah, that's the premier event. It's still got to be the dunk contest, but it, it just hasn't been as good. But either way, if they want to keep improving this thing, get some WNBA players involved. Like, yeah, it's just weird because they're out of season, so it's like, who cares, man? Get well, them involved. I'm just like, saying, it's all out of shape and Sabrina just kind of was, not shooting every day or whatever. And it's like, Sabrina was you know, awesome last she night. She was awesome. That was no, fun to no watch. Like, I did to her, but I did not think she was going to miss. It's crazy to watch her shoot like that. I mean, Caitlin Clark is the biggest star in all of college basketball, men or women. Right oh, now, yeah. get her involved in some of this stuff when she sure. joins the WNBA. Like, do something with that. Even if it's just simple, like you said, a game of horse, three point shooting contest. I would love like, to see Steph and her in a, in a, in, I always mess up her last name, but <laughs> if they did Sabrina a, a UNESCO? Game, yeah, a, UNESCO? A, UNESCO. Oh, yeah. I'd love to see them do a game of horse instead. Because then it's not just the same, like, all right, shoot from the corner, shoot from, you know, like whatever. It's like, you get a chance to be like, all right, I'm going to take a half-court shot. Oh, I'm I mean, going to do, do like some a, weird angle. I'm going to stand in the first row of the stands and do a You know, like, you can really do something with yeah. that. And I just, it just, it was cool, but it was, like, over so quick and just, I just. Well, I think you got to uh, build on that. Like, yeah. even if it's something where All-Star Weekend is no longer, do a WNBA versus NBA All-Star Challenge. So there's a WNBA team for the three-point contest. There's a WNBA team for uh, the skills competition. And the only thing, like, the men will still do the dunk contest. And, and they can do that themselves because there's really, you know, not WNBA players that are dunking. So, well, there's a couple. I know, like, there's Brittany a couple, Griner's but they're not, they're not like, going to be able yeah. to compete with, like, the, the type of dunks that the, the men can on the, the NBA side. So, but th- there's ways that you can do it that I think would still be intriguing because, frankly, the way it's going, even if you have all the big names, like, I'll, I'll tune in tonight and watch the, the All Star game. It, it's still not going to be what it used to be like and even so it's not like the all-star game when i say what it used to be it's not like the all-star game was the most competitive game of basketball you've ever watched it's not game seven of the nba finals i don't care i just need to see people care like last night i'm watching anthony edwards shoot left-handed yeah that was pretty dumb it's just dumb and you're not taking it serious like there's got to be some way to fix the this. The Pacers guys in that one, the skills thing, had that one strategy where they grabbed two balls at a time to do like the thing. And I was like, at least they're like putting some strategy into it or something. It's just still but. like, I don't know. It's just not the formats, the competition, the way players are playing it. It's not the same. And it's not as fun, frankly, because this is something that used to be appointment viewing. The dunk contest used to be something that. You wanted to they need see to have stars back in the dunk competition. I was like, oh, they don't have. There's got to be some. I mean, when you watch those old YouTube videos, of like who used to be doing these things, and it's like Sean Kemp and Dominique Wilkins and all these. Like, and now it's like, I don't know, man. You you got to have some excitement. But you also have to have game. good dunks. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I know. I honestly don't even care if it's not a star. I need to have good dunks. Like, I know. I, I, I don't you know. Got a star just... power on it too. That's that's what's going to bring in new viewers. It's what's going to get people into the NBA new kids into it like it, it's i still say they need to have more wnba action because wnba action i think is actually smart if too, they're going to keep rolling like this then this isn't intriguing it, i'd be totally intrigued to see a shooting competition between sabrina and caitlin clark and steph curry and damian lillard 
I would be so, so intrigued by that. Sure. I'd love to watch that. Take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap up our discussion on NBA All-Star Weekend as tonight is the NBA All-Star Game. We'll wrap it all up next here on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Final couple minutes here, Overtime 106.7, the fan. Toby Altizer with you. Talking about the NBA All-Star Game tonight, you got the East-West format back, which I like. I like having that back. It was fun a little bit seeing the drafts and whatnot. I just wish All-Star Games in general have gone downhill. Have they not? The Pro Bowl's a joke now. Flag football, come on. To be fair, the Pro Bowl has been a joke for a while, but the yeah, flag but football is not compelling. You're it right. It used to be something. Like, even, I mean, Sean Taylor, the best hit in Pro Bowl history. Like, that stuff's fun. I understand the injury risk and all that stuff, but come on. Flag football, not fun. NBA All-Star Game, I think, still sometimes is fun, sometimes isn't. NHL, I think baseball is, like, the only one where it seems like it's, like, the same that it's always been. Like, the home run derby stuff kind of changes, but you can't really change the fabric of baseball. The problem with the baseball one, though, is the pitching. You know, if it goes to extra innings or anything, like, it all becomes weird as well. I Remember that? It was that one year they just called the game? The commissioner was there and, and was like, yeah, fine. we're just done. But, like, we're at least, like, it's, like, it's a real game because you really can't change the fabric. Like, if a dude's throwing meatballs, they're getting sent over sure. the fence. Or if a dude doesn't come up ready to go and a dude's pumping 98 past you. Sure, but nobody wants to kill their pitchers doing that stuff. Either. Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, it's a shame because all-star stuff used to be so cool, especially in the NBA, seeing what they can do. I mean, these are the best athletes in the world. And this is something that, I don't know, I, I've kind of soured on the style that the NBA plays personally maybe we should combine the nba and the nfl's all-star weekends and just have like the nfl players do a slam dunk competition and the, <laughs> the, the nba the, players play the, a game of football yeah have the See, nba guys go deep into the end zone or something. <laughs> have the nba guys go through that throwing gauntlet that they were doing out there yeah man have an you know, nfl like dunk one contest year, at least for one year i'd, I'd watch that like <laughs> I don't know who's going to win tonight. Frankly, I don't care who's going to win tonight. The only thing that I saw is a bunch of... Uh, it's East versus West again, though, right? It is, it, yeah. yeah. They're yeah. returning back to the original back in Indiana. I'm happy about that, at least. So I thought it was interesting because I think Sportsbooks had Anthony Edwards 
over under at like 17 and a half. And then he told someone that he's only going to shoot left-handed tonight. And now it's down to like 12 and a half. <laughs> so I'm, I'm interested to see how he plays. But man, you, if you're betting on the all-star game, things like that, <laughs> like over hey, under on specific players in the all-star game, like, come hey, on, man. I'm not going to judge. But looking <laughs> ahead for the Wizards, they have a pretty tough stretch coming out of the all-star break. So they start on Thursday. They're back and they're in Denver to take on the Nuggets. Then they go to Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder. And then they take on the Cavs at home. Then they got the Warriors at home. And then they're in L.A. to take on the Lakers at the end of the month and then taking on the Clippers to start March. So Those Clippers look real good right that's now. That's going to be man. a tough stretch for the Wiz. They're already <laughs> struggling as is. But I'm interested down the stretch here. And I want to see some more growth out of Bilal and see how he does. But I'm interested now that DeLon writes out of the picture. Does that open some more minutes for a guy like a Johnny Davis? I'm interested in this Wizards team. I think that, you know, this is, you saw what Denny did the other night. Can he keep building on that? I think some of the guys have shown promise. It's just so tough with this Wizards team. Like, I think we're, I think the team's going in the right direction now that you've kind of changed things with having Winger in charge and those guys there. But I, I don't know. It's something that's going to take time. And frankly, it's felt like all we've had with the Wizards is time. <laughs> it's taken forever. So I don't know. I'd not much to look forward to the rest of the NBA season for the Wizards, other than seeing Bilal continue to get better. And can Denny build off that performance he had the other night? I don't know. I don't know how much you even care about the Wizards at this point, honestly. But the nice part is Nats baseball is coming back. Tuesday, everybody reporting to spring training. So a lot to be excited about. Appreciate Chris. A long day for him. Long day for him. So he's finally going to get to go home. For Chris, I'm Toby Altizer. Appreciate you guys hanging out here on The Fan. That's going to do it for us tonight. CBS Sports Radio comes up next right here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.